Hey everybody, welcome to episode 118 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. My name is Trevor Lee. Now on today's show, I've got with me Catherine Dudmesh. Catherine is a leadership coach and Catherine's business is called The Strengths People. And right now, Catherine's working with business leaders to get them and their organisations ready to return to some sort of normality after lockdown. So Catherine's task is all about refocusing them, re-energising them and making them reconnect as well. Now, Catherine, as I said, is the strengths people, and Catherine focuses on working with people on their strengths. It's a really interesting idea, and you're going to really enjoy this podcast. So, without further ado, here's Catherine. Catherine, welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. Would you like to uh, give a little overview to our listeners of yourself and what you're up to? Yes, thanks. Thanks, Trevor. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, and just to give you a little bit of a feel for, for what we do. So I'm Catherine, Catherine Dudmesh, and I'm the founder of The Strengths People, which is a management development consultancy. And basically what that means is that we coach and develop leaders and managers and their teams to be strong, confident, positive leaders. Um, the reason we call the strengths people is because we use a very specific approach, which is the strengths approach, which basically means that we um, we work with people to understand their strengths and, and how to get the best out of their strengths. I think sometimes when people come into coaching and development, they think about what they're not very good at. You know, where are they weak? Um, what do they need to work on and develop? And they perhaps had feedback that suggests there are certain things they need to, to to focus on and we don't ignore those things because obviously sometimes those things can be real blockers and barriers but we we shift that um, to think much more about where are people strong and where are they successful and how can you really harness that and tap into those strengths so that you can be much more productive basically and we know from research that when you're using your strengths you're going to be much more confident and resilient and optimistic and so your best performance follows so in the landscape that we're facing at the moment where there's where people perhaps have more negative mindset around uncertainty and anxiety and and so on it's very difficult to do your best work when when you have that uh, negative mindset so the work that we do is very much about okay how can you shift that into a much more positive strengths-based mindset to really then be able to achieve what you need to achieve and face the challenges and opportunities ahead of you and I got into strengths um, in about 2011 really when because um, I, I, I started working in um, coaching and development in about 2004 um, having worked on the corporate side um, where I was a managing director of a market research company. And I went through that kind of moment of thinking, there must be more to life than this, you know, what shall I do? <laughs> so I took the decision to move out of the corporate world, a bit like you, Trevor, and moved down to Cornwall and started my coaching business. So since 2004, have been working in development. But as I say, in 2011, really started focusing on the strengths approach because I could really see the positive impact that that had to enable people to really really kind of be the best they can be and, and tackle some of the challenges and opportunities that they face. And how do you find, because I think uh, sometimes if we're asked to tell everybody what our strengths are, we, we can get a little bit immodest about it, can't we, you know, or modest about <laughs> it rather, and, 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 and maybe 
do you, do you find you have to sort of encourage people to recognize what their real strengths are and, yeah. and, and make them understand those? Yes, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, we know from research that only about a third of people can really talk meaningfully about their strengths. So those other two thirds of people who are not really tapping into those strengths, imagine the potential that there is there for individuals and businesses to really harness that positive energy by really understanding their strengths. So all the work that we do, um, whether we're working one to one or, or in teams, is to really understand uh, and recognise what those strengths are. And we, when we talk about strengths, we talk about energy. So wh where are we? Where do we get our energy from and where are, where are we at our best and to really recognize those because as you say i bet i bet loads of people can talk quite happily about what they're not very good at it's kind of human nature to be yeah. biased towards the sort of negativity um and some people you know they're, they're sort of maybe more on the pessimistic side of things so actually recognizing and valuing your strengths is a critical part and then that then anchors all the subsequent development work that we do. And it's very much about applying those strengths to what it is that you set as your goal or for yourself or for your business and how you then really use those to be really productive. It's very interesting. I, I found that, that you know, I, I clearly, you know, we're, I was doing my research for this podcast and reading up about what you'd written and things like that. And um, I know that when I work with people in the, in, in the presentation arena, um, and when I when I'm working with them as a team, I say to them, get your best presenter to lead this. And very often the best presenter is not the CEO who wants to lead it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I talk to them about, you know, using every advantage that you have, which is kind of working to your strengths, I imagine, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So do you find that the leaders that you work with sometimes struggle to adapt that and recognize that? you know, maybe even their strengths aren't what they thought they were. Yes, and I think that the, um, again, we know from research that leaders and managers who use a strengths-based approach are, are much more effective as leaders and managers. And what that means is that you need to know the strengths of your team. Um, and what you're looking for is a really rounded set of strengths across the whole team. Um, and a strengths-based leader will be like a conductor of an orchestra where they'll see all the strengths of the people in front of them as different instruments in that orchestra. And it's about conducting those instruments and bringing them into play at the right time for the right piece of work, for example, making sure one instrument doesn't um, play too loudly and drown out another strength and giving everybody the opportunity to bring those um, into, the, into the mix when they're needed. Um, and, for the, and for the leader to recognise that there may be some people who have better set of strengths for a particular piece of work. So rather than allocating, say, activities by function, so, you know, you're a salesperson, so, um, you know, that, that's, that fits into your area of responsibility. But when you're looking at projects that work across, sort of horizontally across the business, that you bring in those people who have the right set of strengths because they'll do it more quickly, they'll be much more effective in it, they'll enjoy it, you know, they're more in, they'll be more engaged. And so it makes sense to be able to do that. Um, but each leader will have a different set of strengths and that's absolutely okay. So a lot of the work that we do often is to say, okay, as a leader, these are your unique set of strengths. Everybody has strengths and most people, you know, the combination of strengths are very different for everybody. It's like a unique fingerprint almost. And so the leader then needs to know how to apply those strengths in that leadership role. 
um, and bring their particular flavour into that role so that they are operating at their best. Um, and it's not one size fits all from that point of view. Now, Catherine, um, one of the things that caught my eye, which uh, ended up as reconnecting and getting and getting this podcast recording, yes. was that you put a post on your or you changed your uh, your profile on LinkedIn to talk about how you were going to help leaders to refocus, re-energize, and reconnect after lockdown. So, this podcast is going out. We're still in uh, you know the throes of lockdown. So, what are you going to be sharing with those people, and what are your sort of thoughts and ideas that could benefit our listeners on that subject? Yes, I mean, I think one of the things that, that I'm noticing now, having spoken to clients re recently, I think the initial first few months, um, everybody was really focused on surviving lockdown, you know, whether it was their business or how their family were going to manage and how they were going to be um, just getting through. So that sense of real focus in the immediate necessity of what needs to happen in order to survive. And what's happening now, I think, is that we're starting to look forward at opportunities for the future, that sort of recovery mode, if you like. Um, and so um, it, there's a real sort of shift as people are trying to think about how, they, how they're gonna make it work. So we've, that change curve that we've all experienced, the initial immobilization and shock of lockdown, thinking, crikey, you know, how we, you know, what's happening? I can't believe that this is happening. And then a sense of denial about oh, it'll be okay, we give it a few weeks and it'll be back to normal. And then that slippery slope into the realisation that actually this is real, this is not going away, we've got to find a way of making it work. And that acceptance of actually what the future's, how it's going to be, that can be quite draining and exhausting and um, demoralising. And so what we're starting to see now is the movement out of that pit, if you like, and sort of scrabbling up into that more um, motivated, more engaged place as we go into the recovery where people are starting to test out ways of working. So we've seen this week the, the non-essential retail stores opening in the UK and the shopping experience is going to be very different. You know, we're, we're having to behave in a very different way. And football season, Premier, uh, Premier League football starting again today, and it's, but it's not football as we know it, you know. There's lots of different ways that we're gonna to have to accommodate and change and move forward and try different ways of working. And that's the point I'm really interested in, that point where you, you're coming out of that into uh, moving up into um, establishing how it's going to be and, and integrating that way of working so it becomes comfortable and, and common practice because you need energy to do that. You, you, need, you need to be firing on as many cylinders as possible for as often as possible. So that's why I talk about reconnect, re-energize and refocus, because you need to, first of all, you need to reconnect with your strengths. So what makes you strong? Um, what makes the people around you strong? We've been working in such strange ways, sort of alien, uncomfortable ways we need to remember and reconnect with those strengths, or perhaps we need to understand what they are in the first place if, we if we're not already tuned into that. Um, we need to re-energize, which is about what motivates us, you know, what, do we want, what makes us want to get out of bed in the morning? I think there are certain points during lockdown where there wasn't a lot to get out of bed for, actually. Mm -hmm. So now, how do we plug back into the mains and flip the switch so that we've got full power rather than perhaps what's been happening where we've been on running on battery power 
and those batteries are gradually depleting and potentially to the point where they're completely run down and we just haven't got the energy that we need to make the changes we need to make. So understanding what our motivation is as leaders, what motivates us, and also what motiva motivates the people around us, the team that we need to also be uh, energised and, and, and really firing all cylinders. And then the refocus is about, okay, where are you going with the business? So as we look to the look forward and the landscape ahead of us, it's a little bit foggy. Um, we can't quite see where the pitfalls might be, or we don't quite know how high the mountain is that we've got to climb. And not much clarity or guidance. So we need to be thinking about what's possible. So connecting with opportunities and about the sort of the positive attitude and perspective towards that rather than being a bit stuck around the sort of the limitations and the problems and the a negative mindset. So, you know, we don't want to be, as leaders, we can't afford to be mood hoovers where we suck the life out of the people and the business because of, because of that negative, negative mindset, you know, like dementors in Harry Potter, you know. <laughs> we, all, you know we all have a habit of being like that sometimes, but actually, because of where we are right now, we, we have to shift a perspective to one that's a lot more positive and empowering so those are the kind of areas that, that i like to work with people at the moment to really get to that point where we can move forward in a very productive way i think that's really interesting because you know wherever you know our listeners are, are do tend to be globally spread on this podcast but wherever they're listening i'm sure that every economy is is going to be finding life hard and therefore i think uh presumably as a as a leader your challenges are going to be much more intense than they were maybe mm. at the beginning of March. Yeah. And it's, and I, I'm, it's really interesting what you say about the way that I imagine that you're thinking that several leaders are going to have to adapt to what you've just said in order for their business to be one of those that basically does survive and ultimately thrive. So mm -hmm. do you think that that could be a real challenge for certain leaders well, I think I mean, the key to this and coming back to strengths again is that the way to, to succeed and to thrive, as you've described, is to know how to apply your own strengths to that challenge. So, for example, for me, um, I, my, I, my areas of non-strength, if you like, are around flexibility and courage. So those things are quite draining for me. I can do it. Because I have to to run my business but actually if I had to do that a lot I would find that quite draining but I do have strengths in areas such as critical thinking and empathy and collaboration so for me to adapt and adjust my business as I think about how we're all going to have to be operating going forward I know that I'm, I'm going to be far more successful if I use those strengths, say, for example, collaboration to really work with other people and to understand what they need um, from their perspective and to really kind of um, uh, sort of understand and, and, and piece that all together to produce um, a service offering that um, people are going to want to buy, if you like, and want to work with me. So um, whilst you arguably flexibility and courage are the two things that you might need in this current situation not having them it shouldn't be a blocker it's a case of how can i use my strengths my particular portfolio strengths to achieve those outcomes i have to be a bit careful about not letting those strengths go into overdrive which what that means is if you perhaps overuse a strength so it becomes unproductive 
So, you know, collaboration, for example, if I spent all my time collaborating with people and, and not enough time actually um, making some decisions and, and landing some things and making things happen, then that's going to have a negative effect on me and potentially the people I'm working with because I think just stop collaborating, just get on with it. And particularly when times are challenging, there is a danger actually that those strengths can go into overdrive. So, so that it's really important to know your strengths and how to apply those to what it is that you need to achieve, but also to make sure you're using them productively and to do more of the stuff that you're good at um, and then to work out how to work around the things that you're good at, you're less good at. Um, and so whatever you're facing, whatever, you know, whatever challenges that are out there are magnified by COVID-19. So you really need to be on form. You know, we always talk about being able to use your strengths around about 75% of the time. And if you're able to do that, if you're able to apply them and use them in that way, then you're going to be optimizing yourself and your performance and then obviously be able to drive your business forward and thrive. And really importantly, be able to do that for the people around you as well. I imagine, Catherine, that that applies not only to business leaders, but there'll be salespeople listening to this podcast. There'll be people who've got presentations to do listening to this podcast, probably online. Um, so how would you advise uh, the listeners to um, help them identify their own strengths? Is there, is, there, is there a pattern they can follow? Is there something they can utilize? Yes, and, and, and there's a number of different ways you can do that. I mean, I, I use, and there's different tools that you can use. I, I use a tool called Scope, which identifies your top seven strengths out of a portfolio of 24. And I like that because it's an accessible tool. It uses language that uh, makes sense. And there's a range of different tools you can use. You can get 360 feedback. You can use it in a leadership uh, situation and you can use it in a team setting. But you don't have to use a tool. Um, because you can actually have a conversation with yourself or with your people about it, which is all about understanding when you're at your best. So when you're, when you're really on fire, when you're motivated, you're engaged, you know, you're in flow. So the time flies by and you don't realize, you know, where you're at when you're fully absorbed and motivated, that's you at your best. That's you using your strengths. So it's a really useful reflection um, to, to do, to think about a time when you were really at your best and what were you doing and how were you operating? And, and it's like creating your, your best self-portrait. Um, you know, what's your strength story? And to really understand you, what that looks like. Um, so you can, you, can, you can, through coaching or self-coaching or conversations with your teams, your, your staff around you, um, your colleagues, to get feedback around when do you see me at my best? What am I, you know, what do you see of me when, when I'm really working well as well to get that sort of feedback into that best self-portrait. And do you think leaders are, are actually good at doing that about standing back and reflecting on themselves and also getting feedback in or do they just bundle through because they're the leader, you know, <laughs> and they just don't even think about it? Yeah, I think, I think some and some, some definitely are, much are very tuned into that it, depending on their strengths again you know if they have strengths in the relational and emotional areas they uh, you know they they are quite reflective anyway certain professions actually are much more reflective than others i think for a lot of leaders though they are really so focused on running the business and particularly when there's a lot of stuff going on that's really very challenging 
they don't take enough time to look at themselves and to think about themselves and to take that time out, take that headspace to really reflect. And it's a really good discipline to have, to give yourself, even if it's only small windows of time where you can just sit back and reflect on what's working and perhaps where, where you can really harness and tap into that. Um, so probably when times are tough, not enough time is spent on that, but actually that's when you need to do it more. You need to give yourself that time and space to reflect and, and acknowledge and just settle in to understand yourself better. And, and we know that successful leaders are the ones that are emotionally intelligent. Emotional intelligence is much more important than lots of other skills that you might have in the leadership role. And um, emotional intelligence means a level of self-awareness and self-understanding. So developing that is a really valuable technique in the leadership role. So Catherine, if people are listening to this and they're thinking, actually, I need to talk to Catherine, um, what, what, is, what is your offer to them at the moment? How does it work for you, particularly now we're in the kind of video world rather than the face-to-face world? What, what's, what, what have you got to bring to the table if someone wants some help now? Yes, well, well I mean, um, online Zoom-based coaching has been is well established in, in the coaching industry already, and, and I've already worked um, on Zoom with clients. Um, probably more so now actually because it's very flexible um it's a very efficient time efficient way of doing it so certainly working on one-to-one basis virtually works very effectively um the team side of things again technology allowing we can work on a team-based team-based programs where you can bring together perhaps your leadership team or your sales team um, to really understand how you can focus on the future and that picture of success you know what what that success is going to look like in the next sort of six months to a year so working together as a team to really have a common understanding and a common goal that can certainly be done on zoom um so you know it's, it's a it's it, it it's it's all about finding a mechanism or a, a designing an intervention that's going to work coaching is very tailored um, and that's why it works because you can you can really focus in on what each person needs so um, it, you know, it, we can structure a program to suit each individual person or each team or whatever people need. Um, and particularly anchoring it back to where they're at, you know, where they're at in their business, where they're at on the, that change curve, what their perspective is, um, because it needs, to be, it needs to work at an individual level um, and be really tightly focused on that. So, yes, one to one and group work can work very effectively on Zoom. And Catherine, how do people get hold of you? What's the best way of finding you? Well, um, you can email me. Um, so my email address is, is Catherine at strengthspeople.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can message me on LinkedIn. And the website, www.strengthspeople.com. Um, there's a contact form on there. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I love talking about it. I mean, it's my favourite subject. So I love talking about strengths and, and understanding how to really tap into that uh, amazing potential that everybody has so even if it's just have a chat you know get in touch because i'd love to have a chat and talk about it and then and just see where it goes from there great stuff well i'll put all those links on the show notes so people can easily easily find them so to conclude this uh, this this episode is are there any sort of like final top tips that you want to offer our listeners in terms of adapting because I, I imagine one of the challenges for leaders is adapting to the fact that if they go back to their office not many of their colleagues might be there. They might all be working remotely, which they've not been used to. Yes, and, and, that, and that's the challenge, isn't it? Finding a different way of working. 
Um, and so, I mean, I think the first, the first thing I would say uh, for, for leaders um, is actually think about yourself, to so give yourself some time um, and to really understand your own strengths. So to, to, to really understand your best self. Um, what does that look like when you're at your best to really get a sense of because we've been working in such a different way we might have lost touch with that so I think the first thing is to really understand what's made you successful you know you're you're, you're running a successful business or you're running a, a team you know you've got a sex, successful salesperson what have you done that's enabled you to be successful and then how do you connect that back to what it is that you need to do going forward so the first thing I think is that level of self-awareness and reflection and then I think the second thing is this picture of success. What does success look like? Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. So what do you know? You know, and hold on to what you know and what you can control and to create a degree of certainty and really understand what success looks like for the next six months so that you can share that with your colleagues, with your team and articulate it and connect back your strengths and their strengths to that picture of success. Um, you know, what does it look like? You know, really vivid um, in terms of the, the, the culture, the, the colour, the detail, what you're doing, how you're behaving, how you're working together. Really paint that picture so that people can you know, really get excited about it and feel an anchor that and to feel a degree of certainty um, within a very uncertain and, and, and um, unsure environment that a lot of people are feeling at the moment. Catherine, that's been absolutely fabulous. So thank you very much for that. Some really great stuff in there. And uh, yeah, I'll put all the contact details in the show notes. So yeah, absolutely great stuff there. So I'm, you know, very relevant, very timely. So thank you very, very much for coming on the show. Um, I hope you've enjoyed being on the show and, um, it'll, you know, we'll be getting this show out to people very, very soon. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. What a great, some great ideas there from Catherine about working around your strengths and whether you're a business leader or a salesperson or you're a founder of a company, whatever it might be. Isn't it a great idea to focus on your strengths and really also to stand back and reflect on those strengths as well? I don't think we do that enough, do we? We're often too busy to actually step back and look, basically look ourselves in the mirror or ideally get others in our organisation to do that feedback for us as well. So some great stuff from Catherine. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you do need help, then all the, all the contact details for Catherine are in the show notes. Now, don't forget on my website, Trevor Lee Media, I've got a great little series for you at the moment. It's called Sharpening Your Business Sales Skills. And on there, I've got eight short videos taking you through my five uh, section journey to a sales, which is my crops model. Plus, I've got bonus ones on networking, on sales negotiations and sales pitches. So they're all four or five minute videos just to give you a flavor of the sort of stuff that I deliver. But they're all for free. Like this podcast. And if you do like this podcast, then please do leave a review. That would be absolutely fantastic. Okay, right. Well, thanks very much for listening. And don't forget, a lot of the podcasts, including today's with Catherine, are available on my YouTube channel as well. So you can watch the podcast if you want to as well. So all great stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It's relentless, isn't it? It's relentless. Everyone's a media company now, so it's relentless, isn't it? Anyway, I'll be back with another episode very soon. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And don't forget that review. Thanks now. Bye-bye.